Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's podcast, we have a special guest joining us to talk all about erotic blueprints. So if you have seen Sex, Love, and Goop on Netflix, they came out and talked a little bit about erotic blueprints, and it has been something that has changed my life and perspective on sex and uh, sensuality and intimacy and all of that. And so I am just so excited to have somebody talk to us a little bit more about the erotic blueprints and how to discover your own erotic blueprint. This episode is filled with tips and tricks to understanding your body better. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about my guide to eating to support your menstrual cycle. Did you know that there are different foods to eat throughout your 28-day menstrual cycle to optimize your hormones and help you feel and operate at your best? My free go-to guide is the tool to help you begin eating to support your body and This is something that, you know, if you have been listening to this podcast, I talk a lot about what you put into your body, foods, how that impacts a a variety of different conditions. And I am just so excited to have this guide officially out and available to you. To get your free guide to eating to support your menstrual cycle, go to jordandonnell.com slash foods, F-O-O-D-S. Link will also be in the show notes. Joining me today is Lady Diana. She is a sex educator, coach, and speaker. She is on a mission to help as many people remember who we really are, infinite erotic beings with a shit ton of superpowers. I am so excited to have you here with me to chat today, and I'm really excited to talk about erotic blueprints. Sex, Love, and Goop kind of came out recently with, I don't know if you've seen that show, they started talking about erotic blueprints. Yeah, and now everybody's curious about them. And I would love for you to just tell us what is that? Okay, Jordan, first of all, thank you so much for having me here and reaching out and everything. So the erotic blueprints are created by my mentor, Jaya Ma, which you may have seen in Sex, Love, and Goo. And they're a roadmap to your arousal. If you think as love languages, think of like erotic languages. So it's about figuring out what is your organic native tongue and then as opposed to what you might have been taught or what you experienced with your first lover so is this something it's your erotic system generally yours what turns you on or are you just going along with what you've learned what was available to you so it's about finding your unique language in order to really maximize your ability to give and receive pleasure and also be able to understand your lover's language so so you can create bridges So that's a little bit of the blueprint. So it's like a skeleton. Obviously, we're all unique and individual. So if you think the skeleton is the core erotic blueprint and the muscles, the veins, the soul, that is added by your uniqueness, your unique essence, then kind of completes the the equation. So erotic blueprints is so fascinating. And I remember the first time that I took the test was about a year ago or the quiz before it kind of became, quote, mainstream. And it's something that I use with all of my clients as well to help them understand their bodies and especially their partner. And why 
was erotic blueprints created? So Jaya is also a sexological body worker. So I think as she was um, working on so many bodies, she noticed certain patterns with certain people in certain groups. And then I think it evolved from there, just her seeing so many people and just noticing, hmm, some people are interested in this sexual, some people are into kinky, and then really creating a language around it because there is, I think, so much shame around our desires or not being able to express our desires or not understanding our lover's desire. And, and as you know, sexuality is not something that we're taught to talk about openly. So having a language um, also creates compassion and empathy for yourself and others that there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. We're just all different in our own unique and delicious way. I love that. And I think that that was one of the biggest takeaways for me is that, oh, this is how I operate and having more respect for the way that I operate. And then also being able to replicate it easier because I know what I need now. Yeah. And to be honest, to add to that, then you can expand. So once you understand like where you're at or what you desire, then the possibilities are actually endless because then you, you're like, oh, you know. I never understood kink the way it was portrayed in Sex, Love, and Goo, but maybe this type of kink is something that I could be interested in or, or my version of kink. So it really gives you like an unlimited toolbox to not only play with your language, but to really explore and experiment and discover other languages and infuse them into your mojo. <laughs> I love that. And I think that when we think of the word kink, which we're going to talk about all of the different types of erotic blueprints in a second... Instantly, a lot of people go to this hardcore, aggressive type, quote, thing, where kink is not that. Kink is, there's such a, a, like, span, such a variety of options on the kink menu. And something, you know, maybe you do like that hardcore, but maybe you just like those Wolverine claws. Maybe <laughs> yes. you like uh, different, like, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the beautiful thing about kink, I think, is um, it's vast, and at least in the blueprints, which we'll get into it, it's whatever is taboo for you. <laughs> and that could be anything. <laughs> it could be from the simplest thing that seems like wouldn't be taboo to someone to the most. I don't know. I went to a show once and there was this girl putting needles and pins in her body. And maybe that's a type of kink. To me, just getting a little slap in the face feels kinky to me, you know. So there's such a beautiful range, like a breath. And it's really like a tapestry, if you think of, of all the places that you can go with kink. I think it's like a circus. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I've heard of like the electrocution, like using electrocution, electric play. That's a type of kink. Like there's all kinds. There's so many different kinds. So with that being said, like what are the five types of erotic blueprints? Okay. So... First, I want to say that one is not better than the other. I'm going to talk a little bit about them, but it's important that we don't get like in a hierarchy of value with each one. They're just all different. And uh, so the first one will be the energetic blueprint. So tell me, do you want me to just name them all or name them and then say a little bit about them? How, what feels juicy for you? If you want to name them all, and then we can go back and go through okay, each of them. Perfect. So we have the energetic blueprint, the sensual blueprint the sexual blueprint the kinky blueprint 
And then the mega, the one and only shapeshifter blueprint, which is my blueprint. <laughs> what was yours, Ooh. actually, when you took the test, the quiz? I'm sensual. Sensual. Do you have yeah. a secondary? There's like a top layer and then a... I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look at it. I want to say it was sexual. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. I just want to add that with the blueprints, the quiz is a good kind of mental first step, meaning what your brain allows you to categorize based on your experiences. But as a licensed erotic blueprints coach, we're somatic. We work a lot with feeling the body. So your brain may say, I am sensual. These things are the things that I think I like mental wise. But if I got you on a table and blindfolded you and touched you in a different blueprint, you might discover that you're actually a blueprint that you just have not had access to because of trauma, availability, tools, surrendering, whatever. So anyways, that you might be really kinky, but maybe your brain has only allowed you to show up in the central space, for example. Yeah. And, and they even represented that in Sex Loving Goop, where I think it was the gentleman, he took the quiz, was this, and then he got on the table and was totally different. On the energetic blueprint, which is not yep. what cock body people may consider to be their primal blueprint. So yeah, that's, it's, I love the energetic blueprint because it cracked me open. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with that one. What is the energetic blueprint? What does that mean? So the energetic blueprint, so I'm going to talk about superpowers and shadows for each one. Superpowers will be that the strengths what you can really rise with. And then the shadows may be the challenges or the things that may be getting in the way. Can you hear Zion in the background? <laughs> I can. So on the energetic blueprint, the superpower is that they're so sensitive to energy. And when we talk about, I, I know in Sex Loving Goop, you thought it was just somebody really energetic, <laughs> like very active. And it's more just the energy around you. Obviously, we're all energy. There's energy moving all over the place. So they're so sensitive that they might have an orgasm without being touched. They can really feed up a person's energy and, and, and feel things that don't necessarily need so much proximity. Tease, anticipation, the longing. And on the shadow side, the same strength of sensitivity works against them because they may get turned off very easily. They may get overwhelmed by people's energy. So I may, if I'm really high and energetic, I may absorb your energy, whether that's productive for me or not, just because I may not have a boundary. I just kind of like absorb all of it. So on the shadow side, it could be, they could be really sensitive to getting turned off or just getting really overwhelmed with taking in somebody's energy if it's too much. I love that. Now let's talk about kink. Okay. I know we kind of mentioned that a little bit more, but let's yeah. talk about kink. I'm going to save ours for the end. Okay. Okay. So we have two types of kinky blueprint. There's psychological based kink, which is more about the fantasy maybe in your mind. So maybe you need to think of, of a, a story, a scenario that really turns you on and that translates into finding a turn on in your body. With psychological based kink, you may also have power dynamics. Maybe I need you to kind of boss me around, or maybe I want to be the one that is dominant. So it could be either fantasy or power dynamic play, or maybe even tapping into light or dark type of kink. 
So that's more like on the mind. And then with sensation-based kink, then you want to explore more with big sensations. That may mean scratching, choking, ripping, slapping. So you may have a little bit of both, or you may just be drawn towards one more than the other. So under superpower of both psychological and sensation-based is that there's so much variety. You can dress up and play. There's just so many levels to play with, with the kinky blueprint. And on the shadow side is that if you are not, if you have not owned your kink, whatever that is for you, whatever taboo is what turns you on, then that can really cause a lot of shame. And we know shame is not good for your immune system. It's not good for anything. So if you are living in shame because you have an inability to express the kind of kink that you're into, or, or maybe some, there's some trauma that happened to you that doesn't allow you to step into that space safely, then it can really become a huge block. It's like um, living without a part of your soul and not being able to, to really show up in the world with it. So that's a little bit there on, on the kinky blueprint. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious if somebody is kinky, but doesn't or hasn't yet found their kink, hasn't embraced that, where do they start? So I think one, taking the erotic blueprint quiz could be a really good way to, to just see. And there's, there's a diet that I love to do with my clients. And this is something that you can do with a friend. This is something that you can do with yourself, or this is something that you can do with a lover. And you can start by asking, tell me something about your sexuality so I can better understand you. And it gives you an opportunity to kind of, so let's say if you and I were doing it, your answer can only be, thank you means I understand. Just thank you means I understood. Clarify that means that I didn't get it. So I really want you to, you know, tell me what is this specifically that you're talking about or summarize that. Maybe you said three things and I'm wanting to know what is the most important one. The beautiful thing about this is that it's not a conversation. I'm not here to say something about what you're saying. I'm just here to receive and hold space for you to kind of troubleshoot verbally, verbally process. And what you're going to find is that there might be a pattern that shows up when you do this. Let's say we did it for five minutes. A lot of what I say has to do with strong sensations or a lot of what I say has to do with power dynamics. So if you do this, then just notice hmm, what is the pattern that came up to, to my head. And I would recommend doing this. Just what comes up in the top of your head. If you overthink it, you're getting a little bit in the way of the process, but it's fine, you know? So I would recommend doing like a verbal process like that just to see what comes up and, and to see, yeah, to see if any patterns emerge and, and then take it from there. I love that. Have you read the book Pussy? Of course. So, (laughs) yeah, I just started it um, a few weeks ago. And one of the exercises in there is literally that. And so it's just so interesting that you brought that up as I'm reading the book. And that's a really awesome tool to help anybody. Yeah. To be honest, this is one of the methodologies that Jaya uses as well. Jaya used to teach, I believe, in the Mama Gina space before, like as a guest uh, speaker. So yeah, it's I use it with my clients for everything. It could be, tell me something about being frustrated or, and it's just such a good way to empty out energy that maybe is stagnant in your body, in your mind, in your soul. So it's a really good way to kind of like let things out and you'll be surprised what happens 
five minutes may seem long, but try doing it for 20 minutes. And then random things start to come out that you wouldn't even believe. Like, why am I saying that? What, what is, why is that showing up right now? It's a good detective tool, erotic detective Ooh, I tool. love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So sexual, what is the sexual erotic blueprint? What does that mean? So the sexual erotic blueprint is on the superpower. They're turned on by nudity, um, penetration, orgasm. So it's the more traditional what we may see in movies and porn. Very straight to the point, very direct. Their high libido for them turn, getting turned on is very easy. People are like, why do we need candles? Why do we need to like take a bath? Why can't we just get naked and fuck? And with the blueprints, you see even the language that they use is particular. So the energetic may be talking more about your sacred portal and a sexual be like your pussy. So even the language is very um, specific. So on the superpower, they're down DTF, down to fuck, simple, in and out orgasm a must and on the shadow side they may start to think that they are so simple and direct that all the other blueprints are too complicated or like why do you need this or why do you need that why do you need power dynamics why do you need to fantasize so there's a little bit of like i'm easy and simple and you other blueprints are complicated so it can get a little bit on the ego side oh that makes sense yeah <laughs> right i had now, a lot of sexuals growing up sexuals and kinkies is like were the only lovers that were available to me for a very long time um, yeah i haven't done this with any partner before so i'm not sure kind of where any of them fall but obviously it will be something that i use going forward with my future partners for sure totally and now, you can use this even try just looking at someone on the street and trying to see what blueprint they are based on what they're wearing or how they act. It's a blueprint show up everywhere, actually. And so mm. <laughs> I will have to definitely give that a try. Something comes, to, I have a girlfriend and she comes to mind right away. And I'm like energetic for sure. Yeah, I'm very sexual with my language, which I didn't like. I love to curse and I love to like very direct cock pussy type of words. And I. And I realized that not everyone loves that kind of languaging. And now that I look back, my friends have more of a sensual vocabulary, which would be like love, genitals, romance. So again, not to judge me, I felt like there was something weird about me because I was too straightforward, but we were just speaking different blueprints. You know, it's so interesting that you bring that up because what comes to mind for me is like business and marketing. And when you choose words in marketing, they could all mean the same thing, but they land differently. And I would have never thought about how their blueprints play into that. So I love that. I love that. Let's talk about the sensual. What is a sensual erotic <laughs> blueprint? So the sensual blueprint is turned on by all the senses. So things have to look good, smell good, and, you know, taste good. The vicious is so important how things feel. So on the superpower, they're... There's so much into details and they're very sensory. This may be somebody that moans as they eat a strawberry or someone that needs to really set up the space before um, before they enter and to turn on. I don't know. For me, even here, like I got some candles here and like some Palo Santo. So for me, at least I'm coming out to talk with you. I need my space to have some sort of like witchy magic to it. So that would be on the central blueprint. Um, 
And the words, again, may be more like love and romance, something like this. On the shadow side, they are so into the senses and pay attention to so many details that they live a lot in their heads. So they might be, you know, there's a mess, so I cannot get turned on, or the basketball game is playing and I could hear it, or that song is not where I'm at right now, so why is it playing? So the awareness that plays into their strength also can block them because it could be too heady, too overthinking, overcomplicating the process. Let me take that back because uh, overcomplicating has a bit of judgment about it. It's just it, they can get too much in their heads and the mind is so busy that they have an inability to drop into their body. That's like... <laughs> and, and it's so interesting that you say that because I absolutely get in my head. And if there's any sort of thing happening that isn't in the moment, I am distracted, very easily distracted. It's sensual shadow. And I find it's actually from my work with clients and even in my own sex life, it is one of the biggest challenges that people can encounter when it comes to dropping into their turn on, just like a whole story that goes on. I know as a coach, we can be so aware that we're over aware and we're like analyzing the moment as it's happening. And I'm like, okay, this is happening. And then at one point I'm like, wait, we're not in the moment. We're in a total analytical space. So I think overcoming central shadow can be one of the biggest ways to liberate us when it comes to our eroticism, just to get out of our fucking heads and into our bodies. So yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm doing an orgasmic manifestation course. And one of the things that I learned from orgasmic manifestation for myself is to connect to my body and help me stay more present with my body. And I've been able to use that and kind of really take in my sensual side as well to create the scene with all of that. And yeah, it's just, it's so powerful. And that's like one of the tools that I use with my clients to help them connect with themselves as well. Yeah, I think it's all, you know, going into the, the body it really has, because it has our innate, it has our wisdom, it has our juice. It's the head is beautiful for so many things and it serves us really well. But I think once you can really travel to your body, it's just, there's just endless lit levels of of pleasure that I'm surprised how every time I think I've hit like the, the most, then I can surrender one more layer and it, and it truly blows my mind. So, which is why I'm into monogamy. We're not going to get into that, but there's just like endless layers that could be explored forever and ever. Yeah. I saw a meme the other day and it's like, once you unlock a level, now you're able to unlock the next level. And that's what it can be like with your sexuality and a lot of other things in life too. But with your sexuality, once you kind of learn one thing, you can go even deeper. You can surrender more. You can, there's just so many possibilities and there's endless pleasure available. Yeah. That's why I love the blueprints because it's not like a tip. It's not like do this this way. It's like a frame or, or just something that you can really play with and add different things. So it's not like a one size fits all. Yeah. It's really a framework that, that gives you a lot of space to to explore and transform it and expand it and like shift it around. And I'm still learning every day. I learn something about my blueprint. It's just incredible. So my background is science. I am a sciencey person. And so I actually was just writing about this the other day. When I look at things as an experiment and an opportunity to try different things, it makes it so much easier. And that's what the erotic blueprints is for me is it's kind of like a, 
an experiment. You experiment here, you experiment there, you add this, you take this out, maybe you magnify this, you turn that down, whatever. And it's just an experiment until you find something and then you change it up to try something different. Yeah, it's so interesting. I wish you would have come to one of our events. Jaya actually does something called Play Labs where you create an experiment. I am going to experiment with how much pleasure I could have. Is it more with a vibrator or with an actual cock? And then what are my instruments? What am I going to use? What is the time? How am I going to reassess? And you can literally, this could be a, an amazing first date idea or the first time you become intimate with someone like, hey, let's do a play lab together and you can wear little sexy lab coats and be naked underneath and write your notes somewhere. <laughs> I love that idea. That's great. Yeah. Shapeshifter. Let's talk about your blueprint. <laughs> so shapeshifters, I have a little bit of all the blueprints. So on the superpower, they have an ability to adapt to any freaking situation. It's like, you want to be kinky? I can be kinky. You want to be energetic? I can do energetic. So they're very malleable. They're very flexible. Um, they can blend and, and they really have an ability to enjoy each one. On the shadow side, shapeshifters can be master people pleasers. <laughs> and you can spend so much time adapting that you actually lose sight of what you actually need and want moment by moment because you prioritize your... It's almost like you take so much pride that you can adapt, that you're always adapting and you're never really owning... Um, what you want. And I know for me, in my erotic experience, I was like, yeah, I, I'd like, I wanted to become like their porn star. Whatever fantasy they had, I was like, I'm going to be that cool girl that does like everything. And I realized that I had a really hard time for asking to be in the energetic movement. So I can play like sexual, kinky, yeah, go. But to ask for more space, to ask to slow down, to ask for more time before penetration was really difficult for me because I felt like I was taking something away from the experience. Like I didn't have a right to say, hey, I actually want to just kind of talk for 30 minutes and maybe you can just kind of like touch my nose for five minutes and we cannot even get into no genitals for, you know, 24 hours before we... And I really wanted to explore that space and, and I was just so so lost in other people's desires. They were so interesting to me. So another superpower is that you want it all. You want to do it all. You Like your eyes are almost bigger than your stomach kind of thing. And, and you can get lost in, in that space a little bit. So I've seen people on the body mapping table that are shapeshifters that they've touched for the first time in their blueprint that they're craving. For me, was that energetic? And you can cry just to receive a touch that you've never allowed yourself to receive or ask for can be such a deep, pleasurable, healing experience, spiritual, just something beyond. I think I had my first energetic orgasm when I allowed myself to say, hey, let's play with no touch and see what happens. And then I was shaking, and like, <laughs> which I know Jaya and Sex, Love and Gucci did an, an energetic orgasm demonstration. So yeah, so that's a little bit on the shapeshifter. Ooh, that sounds so interesting. And I loved when they showed that on uh, like the erotic or the energetic on sex, love and goop, because I had never seen something like that. And when I first read energetic, never in my mind would have I 
would I have envisioned it looking like that? Like I had my own theories in my head of what that looked like. And I'm definitely curious to explore with that side more. I feel like the best way to me to explore is to hire a like a Darshana Avila. I'm sure you know her or some sort of she was in Sex, Love and Goop. I had her on my podcast a while ago, but like have somebody who does body work help you explore with some of these things. Because I think with a partner, you can do some exploring. But if you both don't necessarily know, how do you explore? Yeah, I feel that you can you can start with the next easiest step available to you. I think sometimes you can get a little overwhelmed. How am I going to learn this? I don't have someone. I think literally just playing with rubbing your hands together, for example, and creating a little bit of heat, right? And then just putting it on your face, but not touching your face, for example. And then just feeling what that feels like. And then maybe you can play with distance. See, here I don't feel it so much. But if I come a little closer, then I do. And you can try that at any body part, on your own for a few minutes, just right before I touch, where do I feel the tingles, you know? So I teach my clients that you don't need a lover to explore your blueprint. So you might want to experiment with crystals. What does it feel like to wave this amethyst around my pussy? What does it feel to just feel the air around me and imagine it making love to the hairs on my body? So playing with things that are not so direct, playing with a little bit of anticipation, even in the way we move, right? Sometimes I ask my clients, how long does it take you to self-pleasure? And they're like, five minutes. (laughs) It's a very sexual kind of, what if I spend 20 minutes before I even touch my body, just kind of settling in and feeling... So I think these are some very easy ways that you can explore on your own before you do it with someone. And it can really give you a lot of insight and and be open. I know when I started having the shakes, I had a judgment around it. Like, that's weird. And my lover's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, but what is that? And I'm like, I don't know, but I feel something. And I don't know where the shakes come from, but... So it took a little bit of accepting that that is possible and not judging it as something kind of strange or odd. Maybe I went on a little tangent there, but. (laughs) No, that's good. And it's so interesting that judgment comes up in intimacy as well. And Hmm. it just, judgment comes up for me a lot in life and judging myself for how I may be perceived, judging X, Y, and Z judging other people and it shows up in intimacy. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah. I think judgment is one of the biggest uh, judging ourselves and what we're wanting, judging another. I know I was judging all my sexual lovers. Like, why are you coming so fast? (laughs) Like what's up with that? And and I thought there was something wrong with them. I thought it was selfish. And now I'm like, okay, they're in sexual blueprint. They, and that's what they prefer. They could probably last longer if they trained themselves, if they were willing. So I think, um, yeah, healing the judgment is really the foundation for expansion. And because you just create more space that it's like judgment is like renting out all your homes and you can just throw those motherfuckers out and, and, and bring some new tenants in. Okay. <laughs> Sexual yes. blueprints speaking out that way. <laughs> 
Well, it's so interesting that you brought up a partner not lasting very long. So I had a new partner recently and it was like two minutes and I was not happy by any means. (laughs) A. (laughs) B. I was more frustrated that he wasn't willing to do anything else afterwards. He was just like, oh, you're too sexual. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, whatever. But it's interesting because I definitely judged him for not choosing not to last for whatever reason it was, whether it was just a lot in the moment or whatever. But hmm, that's such a good point. Can I ask you something about that? Just to... Yeah. (laughs) Did you ask to be pleasured afterwards? Did you ask for what you wanted? Or did you just assume that you didn't want it? Okay, okay. I did ask. And then I even tried in the morning. And he was like, you're too horny for me. Like, okay, that's uh, fine. Maybe okay. I am. <laughs> yeah, because um, I remember when I first, my lover like finished and and he didn't finish me. And we had just started dating and it was the first time that it had happened and he just kind of went to sleep. And I was like, why are we, why didn't you finish me off? He's like, oh, I was going to do it like later when I like felt like it. And I was like, it's not about you at this point. <laughs> it's not when you feel like it. It's about me. <laughs> And it was, it was hard to say that. I hesitated because I was like, oh, he'll get me next time. And me kind of saying, hey, what's going on here? Really opened. He was oblivious. He just didn't even think it was important. Didn't think it was a big deal. So I think sometimes we might not know, but, or we may tell them. And in the vocabulary that we're saying it, they may not understand it. So may not be in their sexual blueprint. So they may. You may express it, but it may not land in a digestible way for them to. Right. And, you know, a lot of times men, men in particular, aren't taught how to pleasure a woman. So unless they are trained, probably by a partner, because their parents are probably not teaching them about the clitoris, teaching them how to pleasure a woman, teaching them that it, that there is so much more to sex than penetration that it's not necessarily their fault. They just don't know better. They just don't know better. They haven't been taught. So that's where the compassion piece comes in. I was judging these men harshly as like, oh, they're not good. I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't understand what was happening either. So I feel like it's about coming together and just having more open conversations. I think a lot of people come to me, give me the best sex tips. The best sex tips start with a lot of conversation before you take your clothes off. Just a lot of conversation or take your clothes off and just talk. But before we enter that intimate space, getting really vulnerable and talking about what we may be desiring, maybe doing a little diet, like you said, tell me something about your sexuality or something like that. Yes. I love that idea. I can't wait to use that on Mm -hmm. future dates. (laughs) So we talked all about the erotic blueprints, but where does somebody go to take this quiz or learn more about their own erotic blueprint? Okay, so I'm actually, I'm going to put a link on my Instagram just as soon as we get off. You can go on the Jaya website, but I'm always doing challenges and I am going to be offering 10 free one hour coaching sessions this month. (laughs) So if you're wanting to learn your blueprint to discuss it, any question that you may be having, like bring me your one challenge in sex, relationship, or monogamy, and I got you because I'm really wanting to reach more people. And and trust me, one conversation can change your entire life. So if you're wanting to. Yes, it can. Mm, I love that. I love that. Perfect. 
Is there anything else that you would like to add to today's conversation? Well, thank you so much for having me and being a part of this discussion. I love it. I would just want to say that it doesn't matter where you're at, whether you're having the best sex of your life or the worst sex of your life, there is always room to improve. There's always room to go to another level. And it is beautiful to ask for support. I think when it comes to the erotic space, there's a lot of shame and judgment and we may be trying to do shit on our own. And it's just, it, you know, you, you can do it, but it may take longer, maybe harder. So I feel like find some support, find someone that you really vibe with, read a book that you're interested in. So many free classes, courses, workshops. This is about really asking what else is possible and, and going on a journey that is really never ending. So come, have a discussion with me and, and let's expand and take it to the next level, wherever you're at. Yes. Yes. I love that. So where can the listeners find you at? So I'm at Lady Diana Coaching on Instagram, Lady Diana Coaching and Lady Diana on Facebook. And, and I'm actually starting a wonderful kissing challenge today. So I'm going to be going every day and just giving you a new way to kiss with the blueprints. So today we're going to do energetic kissing. Tomorrow will be sensual. So if you want to catch those lives, just to kind of blueprintify your kissing repertoire, because I feel like kissing is something that can go on autopilot in a second. So if you're wanting to see kissing through the blueprints, I'm going to be doing uh, five days of that. Love that. I will definitely be checking that out. Well, thank you so much for joining me and having this wonderful conversation. I appreciate it. Oh my God. Thank you, Jordan, so much. This podcast is sponsored by Intimacy Coaching by Jordan Donnell. Have you ever desired more from your sex life or feel like you're having good sex but curious about how to make it even better? Are you desiring a deeper intimate connection with yourself? Or maybe you are dealing with desire and arousal concerns or struggling with communicating your desires with your partner. If you're hearing this and thinking, hmm, that might be me, and you're curious to learn a bit more, let's chat. I would love to talk with you more to see if working with me is a good fit for you. To learn more about intimacy coaching with Jordan Donnell, go to coaching.jordandonnell.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.